Welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. I just love when I hear our fans. All right, now as a reminder, in this podcast, we talk about issues, issues facing you, issues facing your community, things that are impacting you. Now we identify these topics by listening to you, you in the barbershop. We talk if you talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. We're here in Indianapolis in Out the Way Studio. My name is Jay Rod, and here's my co-host, KC. Hello, Jay Rod. There's your fan, thank you, thank you. I, I love you guys. I look forward to presenting topics that we discuss in the shop as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of of barbershop talk. Well, that's right, because we are going to talk about things that you talked about in the barbershop. Now, we have a couple of topics today, Casey, but the number one topic that I want to talk about, yes, indeed, is I want to talk about early voting. Oh, yeah. It is that season. We begin today with breaking news. Uh, Elizabeth, you're a little late today. You know, you should have said that before I started early voting, but okay. All right. All right. Yeah, that's our assistant, Elizabeth, and uh, she's always helping us out. But I do want to talk about early voting. Um, Casey, did you did you vote already? Uh, yes, I did. I actually voted about two weeks ago. Oh, wow. In fact, I just voted this weekend. It was at uh, St. Luke's uh, Church on 96th and uh, Meridian, and what an experience. Now, I got to tell you about my experience, because first of all, it took us about two and a half hours uh, to vote. How long, how long did it take you to vote? I'd say from the time that I first got in line to finish the process, it was about an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. That's not too bad. It wasn't. Um, and I was outside for about an hour and five minutes, and once I got inside, it probably was 10 minutes from uh completion to, to completion at that point man well i wish i could say that but my two and a half hours wasn't bad because here's a couple of things that they did at this location so if you haven't voted early i do recommend that you do vote and i do recommend this location and this is the reason why one they had a couple of food trucks out there <laughs> yeah i mean they actually were feeding us free what yes free no cause hamburgers and tacos free you didn't call me I would have gotten in line for that. <laughs> well, I imagine so. <laughs> but that was, that was a great deal, I thought. And then uh, uh, after so many hours, there's a lady walking around. If you want any water, they can give you water. If you want some candy, that sugar rush, they gave you sugar rush. And the bonus is that I was surprised the amount of friends that I haven't seen in years was out there to vote as well. Oh, excellent, excellent. It, it's always great when you go to do a, a public service like that, and it's also like a somewhat of a reunion. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. In, in fact, they said 59 million voters already cast their votes. Now that is a record. Now the thing that you gotta watch out for, because we do know for a fact, if you look at history and you look at data, that normally when you have a large amount of voters come out, it normally fares well for the Democrats. It normally fares well for the Democrats, but also let me say this, whenever there's a lot of new voters or a heavy turnout, it usually fares fares well for the person of change. Well, that's a good point because a lot of the new voters are young voters. In fact, uh, this is what the U.S. Today had to say about voting. 
matter who you vote for, if you just get out and vote, it makes a difference. 41 states with early voting now underway, and if you look closely, a lot of those waiting in lines are young. This year, one in 10 eligible voters is between the ages of 18 and 23. Gen Z flexing their muscle. In some battleground states, more than five times as many young voters already casting ballots. George Floyd's death is fueling some of that intense civic engagement. So are school shootings like the 2018 Parkland Massacre that left 17 dead and awoke this generation's political power. We will change the world. This is really a huge moment for our generation. This is the first time we're going to be able to have our voices heard in this generation on the presidential election. But You know, I do have to say that was a powerful story because you did notice that they said 18 to 23. Yeah. And, you know, the... I think the president or the people who's being elected have forgot about the shootings at the school when the younger generation was saying, we need some type of gun control. Mm -hmm. And I do remember I looked at one of those interviews and they said, you're going to remember us during election day. Well, you know, they actually uh, attacked uh, many of those young people that were speaking out um, about the violence that was happening at their schools. And those people didn't forget. And, in, and a lot of these young voters are, are highly encouraged. In fact, uh, when I was voting, I must have saw 20 to 30 uh, young people that were still in junior high. Wow. And, and <laughs> I don't think they can vote if they was in junior high. <laughs> I hope they were safe. You know, but, but I do have to make a remark is that uh, at St. Luke, the place that I early voted, is that when I was in inside voting, when there's a new voter, they like ring a bell. And they said, new voter, and everybody uh, say cheer, go, yay. Every time they said that, I turned around, it was a young person. Every single time. Yeah. So I had a feeling that the younger generation was voting, uh, but this story uh, kind of supported that. Now, to me, this is really an indication on the country is ready to take a different direction. No doubt. Uh, the fact that you have such a high turnout says that, and then the fact that so many young people are involved, all those indicates uh, a period of change. And I'm looking forward to it personally. Yeah, I, I agree that the number, but when anytime I see a bunch of 18 and 23 year olds coming out to vote, it is a different direction because the mature people, they have a tendency to be set in their ways. They have a tendency that like a, a party versus the issues and they kind of get stuck in the, uh, I want to say in a lane, if you will. Mm -hmm. These young folks is not necessary tra necessarily traveling in the same lane. I mean, they have their new direction. They are very progressive right. when it comes to uh, the direction they want the company, uh, the country to go. Right. They're, they're not indoctrinated real heavy into a party the way older generations are. They're more about specific issues. You're absolutely right. And we do have some issues in today's world. Well, I just want to put a, a reminder out there to everyone's listening. If you haven't already voted in early voting, I truly recommend that you do so. Uh, it tells me that so many people are out to vote on November 3rd. If you think that my two and a half hours was long, I think you're going to have a longer wait than that. Well, you know, you would think with all these people voting early that come November 3rd, the lines would be shorter. However, because they have drastically reduced the number of polling places, it's going to be just the opposite. So even though there probably will be fewer voters on November 3rd, they probably will have longer waits. 
Well, that that may be true, but I can't tell you. You know, I gotta go back to a four twenty one barbershop because we do have a older older barber. You know, I said that like he's a old <laughs> ancient Chinese secret type of guy, but he's from a different generation, an older generation, mm-hmm. and he's talking about he's going to be the first in line on November the third. So that tells me that people from his generation like that traditional going out and vote on that day. Yes. Um, so for whatever reason, maybe it's habit, maybe they feel that their vote is more safe. Uh, but it seems like that older generation is going to continue to come out on the third. And also you mentioned, Casey, that most of the people that a lot of people you've seen was the younger folks mm-hmm. in line in that early voting. But that's just my thought on that topic. Yeah. All right. Now, you know something, seeing that, I am going to go ahead and switch gears on you, Casey, because I know for a fact that we're in Indianapolis and you love to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. So I think that's going to be our second topic, even though they had a bye this weekend. So I'm going to take that as a victory (laughs) based on how they're playing. Um, But anyway, so tell us about the Colts. Okay, well, as you mentioned, the Colts had a bye this past week, and I think it's time to evaluate the team at this juncture. Evaluate them. Yeah, let you know. Let, let let's grade them. You know, let's let's see what we think the coaching or the level of the coaching has been, the offense and the defense at this point. All right. Now, let me show you how this right now. You want me to grade them like they used to grade us in school? A, B, C, D. You know, if we talk about your grades. You got to go further than that. You can't stop there. <laughs> hey, I, I just want you to know, I was a pretty good student. You know, because I still remember my ranking when I was in high school. Out of seven hundred and fifty students. My ranking was number 31, and that wasn't too bad out of 750. So watch what you say about the grades, Casey. <laughs> Just watch it. We know you went in and hacked some of them grades, but we're going to leave that alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think back then we used a pistol. We just uh, erased it and changed the grade. Yeah, we had low-tech hacking back then. Yeah, that was, it was very low-tech. I could do it today. I could change a D to a B easily. <laughs> oh, experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. All right. Now, but since you're talking about my education, you know, I do have a degree. I just want you to know. He does. That's right. I went to Indiana State University in Terre Haute. That's right. Oh, I forgot. Where did you go? Clark College in Atlanta. Where is it? Clark College? Yes. <laughs> 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 that is a major boom. I didn't even know they had a Clark College in Atlanta. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. All right. Have they made any major movies uh, at Indiana State? Movies? Yes. No, they made some major moves. Okay. But not movies. All right. Well, you're familiar with um, the movie Drumline? Yes. It was filmed at Clark College. Oh, I do remember <laughs> that movie. <laughs> so okay, they know how to play the drums there. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> it's that simple, and that's their claim to fame. Okay, you're also familiar with the movie School Days, Spike Lee's first major joint. Yes, in fact, I enjoyed that movie. Okay, the adjacent campus to Clark is Atlanta University. Now they are one institution, Clark Atlanta University. And School Days was filmed at Atlanta University. Damn. <laughs> I guess you told me. All right. Okay, uh, Clark University fans. All right. Okay, so we're going to grade them. And we're going to go to A, B, C, D, and 
F, right? And what categories are we grading them in? Oh, coaching, offense, and defense. All right, coaching, offense, and defense. Okay, I got it, I got it, got it. So which one you want to grade first? Let's start with the coaching. That's where it all starts. And I think Frank Wright has been very uneven uh, with his coaching. Um, uneven, what do you mean? Well, I think there are some things he, he has done that has been good for the team, but I don't think he has maximized maximize the talent of his uh, on his roster. And I'll give you a perfect example. Let's look at T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is a small speedster. In years past, he was the downfield guy, made it very difficult for a cornerback to stay with him. Safeties always had to go over and help, which opened up things uh, for the rest of the team. But they haven't utilized T.Y. Hilton downfield. They've had him flaring out to the left, flaring out to the right. And so he's not loosening up things. And Philip Rivers doesn't have a lot of zip on his passes. So the passes are not getting there in time for him to really even make a play in those situations. To utilize T.Y. Hilton, you need to have him running downfield, at least six targets of 25 yards deep or deeper. Wow. wow. So what grade are you giving? I'm going to give Frank Wright a C minus. A C minus? Yes. Uh, because uh, in addition to that, I think he hasn't consistently uh, utilized the running game as well. I mean, at times he has, but, you know, not consistently. Hmm. Let me think about that. No, I give him a better grade than that. You know, now I have to say, Casey, what's the record? Their record is four and two. Four and two. All mm -hmm. right. That's not too bad. That put him, what, second in their division? That is correct. And if I'm not mistaken, now I do need to listen to our very first podcast, that you thought they was going to be at the bottom of their conference. At the end of the season. Now, here's the other thing. The beginning of their schedule was very light. Uh, the back end of their schedule was very heavy with uh, more uh, tougher opponents. Come on. Come on. That's not right. Actually, it is. Think about it. Jacksonville, Minnesota, Cincinnati. They've played some, uh, the New York Jets. They played the weakest opponents available to them now. But now the schedule is going to get a lot tougher. And I think you're going to see the losses power. Well, I, I think next week, I think the, they have uh, Detroit, right? Okay, Detroit's two and four. Yeah. And they, I think they will struggle somewhat. I don't know that they necessarily will win that game, but that's oh, still yeah. not a tougher game. All right. But I, after Detroit is when the schedule changes. I want to put on record right now that I am saying the Indianapolis Colts will beat Detroit. That's well, going to happen. Now they may. Now, you heard KC talking about maybe, maybe. So we're going to find – okay, give, give me a definite yes or no. Are they going to win or not, KC? They should beat Detroit. Oh, okay, I got that. Give me a yes or no, Casey. Come on, you can do it. I'm going to say no. How dare you. All right. Okay, so we're going to talk about the next podcast, which one of us was absolutely right on this prediction. Remember, J-Rod saying victory, and Casey is saying a defeat. That is so bad. I would so love bad. for them to prove me wrong. Well, all right. Well, we're going to see this week because I really I really do think they can beat Detroit, even though I have a lot of respect for Detroit. 
So I'm going to give coaching a B minus at this point. Uh, he still take a couple of those, uh, you know, he's known to go for the fourth and short. Uh, I think that that was an error, a couple of errors this year. But overall, based on what he's doing with the team, I am giving him a B minus. All right. So what was your next category, Casey? Uh, the offense. What about it? Well, I think the offense has been uh, underwhelming. Uh, the passing game has been limited for the most part. They've had a few moments, but for the, for the most part, they've been uh, limited. And they haven't ran the ball as much as they should. Uh, they have an outstanding back, but, you know, some games they decide to run and other games they just don't want to. And, and it's to their demise. Uh, they also have been very poor in red zones. Hmm. And now that you can't debate. I mean, their, their percentages have been very low in the red zone. And so what grade are you thinking about when it comes to the offense? Uh, another C minus. Hmm. You know, I happen to agree with that. I, I just haven't had the consistency. Well, I'm sorry. What did you say, sir? I didn't, I didn't hear you. I said I happen to agree with that. <laughs> no, I think the audience appreciates you getting on board. Uh, okay. <laughs> most of the time, most of the time, when you give a prediction, I'll talk about the coach. All your information at the end of the game just get flushed right down the toilet. <laughs> the beautiful sound of Casey in his predictions. So anyway, all right. But we do agree on that. We do agree on that. Yes, yes, yes. I see you're still cheering about me agreeing with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So that'd be the next time we're going to talk about something. I really have to go on the opposite side. But all right, okay. So I guess the last category is the defense. Yes. All right, so what about the defense? What would you grade? The defense. Okay. Well, I think the defense uh, has been steadily improving. Uh, I do like what I've seen. They haven't been tested um, that much, but I have seen steadily uh, steady improvement in them. So I'm going to give the defense a solid B. Ooh, a B. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that like a, a B in boy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a B in boy. Okay. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> laughing at you. Because that is hysterical. A B. No, 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 no. Because they was talking about how great a defense they got. They got the guy from San Francisco. They have the guy from Casey uh, last year. They talk about Leonard, and they just not up to snuff this year. Uh, in fact, uh, the reason I'm not giving I'm giving them a little bit lower grade, I'm going to give them a C plus, is because they've been starting off the games very slow on defense. Now they have been, you know, coming through at the end, uh, but they they have an awfully slow start in just about every last one of their games this year. Well, actually, uh, under Frank Wright, that's been a trademark of the team to, to have slow starts on both sides of the football. Uh, but they have uh, arisen to the occasion uh, more often than not. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with that B. And they have shown steady improvement. It would have been real easy for them in that last game against Cincinnati when they were down 21 nothing to hang their heads. But they did. They fought back. And they limited Cincinnati the rest of the game. You know, Cincinnati scored those 21 points in the first quarter. And some of it really came off of uh, offensive failures by the Colts. Hmm. All right. Well, okay. You gave him a uh, – what grade did you give him again on defense? B. Solid okay. B. And I gave him a what? You didn't. Oh. I gave him a C plus. 
Yeah, I'll give him a C plus. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, for those slow starts, based on the talent that they have on defense, and I do recognize that defense take a little bit longer to gel than in offense. And also I'm taking in consideration that they didn't have a preseason because, you know, you do have to learn how to tackle again after you have a, uh, an entire offseason. So I'm taking that into consideration, give them that C plus. But however, uh, I do think they have all the pieces of the puzzle to be an excellent defense mm -hmm. and a rate very high uh, at the NFL. And you do know you cannot win Super Bowls without a great defense. Defense wins Super Bowls. So, all right. So I guess uh, uh, hmm, that brings me to a question, Casey. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to support your answer. Okay. Is the Indianapolis Colts a contender or a pretender? I'm going to say pretender. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> now that's strong. So tell me about that. The reason why I say pretender at this point is because even though they are 4-2, four, uh, four and two, and I'm glad they are, they've struggled against um, some of the weaker teams and against one of the teams that they should have been very competitive against, Cleveland. They were dominated on both sides of the football. That doesn't sound like somebody that's ready to contend. Um, for the Super Bowl? I don't know. I think they got a little time, and I think they are contenders. Uh, I do think that, uh, like I said, the defense is going to continue to get better. I think that Super Bowl that does win Super Bowl. I do win Super Bowls. And I think that their offense will come along. I like to see that the uh, uh, Rivers be a little bit more uh, consistent. He has a little bit of inconsistency, but also this is his first year, so he's getting comfortable with the receivers. In fact, they're really trying to find who is that one-two punch in the receiving core. So I think they are going to be contenders. And also, in the beginning of this uh, our podcast, I did predict them. I did predict them to win our division. So I, I am sticking with that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. All right. Now, when they go to the, when they, when they uh, um, uh, really become a contender, is that, um, you know, there's no crying in football. That's there's right. no crying. So I don't want to hear you do all this. <laughs> because we no. know how Casey is when he loses. That's that's going to be Frank Wright uh, at the end of the season. No, Frank Wright is going to be victorious. <laughs> that is that is the Frank Wright sound. That remains to be seen. <laughs> all right, I'm just reminding you, don't, don't sound like a baby. <laughs> And that is actually KC. Uh, I think his mother sent us that uh, audio of him when he was about maybe two. So he's used to crying, especially when he's hungry, got to use the bathroom, and when he's wrong. She recorded that on reel to reel tape. I know you younger <laughs> folks don't know what that is. And it's amazing that we still have the equipment to play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. All right. <laughs> With that being said, what I'm going to do is just pause here uh, to recognize our sponsor. Uh, our sponsor is Out the Way Studio. Uh, they provide custom made t shirts and apparel. And if you want to check out their catalog or like to make an order, please feel free to email them at KingCap, and that is Cap with a K. King, K-I-N-G, CAP, K-A-P, 317 at gmail.com. Again, I'm going to go ahead and give you that email address. It's King, CAP, 317 at gmail.com. Now, also, our second sponsor is 421 Barbershop in Indianapolis, the place where good things happen to your hair. 
So if you want a great haircut, if you want good things to happen to your hair, you got to visit 421 Barbershop. Now, we have a couple of barbers in there. Uh, one, I am a licensed barber, and my name is Jay Ra. I would love to provide service to you. We also have Mr. Old School. Now, instead of calling him Old School, I'm calling him Mr. Old School because he's older than Old School. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. In fact, I got to introduce you to a couple of those clients in there. Uh, one of the clients we have is Dr. Nasty. And I will be telling you, uh, he has a lot of opinions. Now, I'll make sure I give you his remarks. And then we also have uh, Mr. Logic. Uh, his profession is engineering. So he is, his thought pattern is kind of along his profession. So we call him Mr. Logic. So you will be hearing a lot in the future about Mr. Logic, who is a client, and also Dr. Nasty, and also Mr. Old School, but have to be older than regular school. Now, wasn't Mr. Old School, wasn't he the barber at the, uh, the Last Supper? Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> That's right. He gave Jesus his last haircut. <laughs> now, we also have another barber at the shop, uh, but we don't know exactly what to call him on our podcast. Any thoughts on that? Hmm. Um, yeah, Mr. Controversy. Controversy. Yeah. Uh, nah. He he daily has controversial opinions. No, he has his perspective. I don't know if it's necessarily oh. controversy, but he does okay. have his perspective. So I don't know if you want to call him that. Okay. So, but anyway, we when, have to come up with a name for our third barber. And in fact, uh, we'll have something by next week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we have Mr. Old School. We have J. Rod. And we have the mystery name Barbara until we figure out what we want to call him. But I also want to start introducing you to a couple of our clients. So far, we do know there's a Dr. Nasty, and you'll get his opinion. And there is Mr. Logical, uh, and we will also provide you their perspective. So we decided to bring it to our podcast when we have customers and they have uh, thoughts that we're going to make sure that we sh not only talk about them, but share them. What do you think about that, Casey? Excellent, excellent. I, I was uh, in the shop this past Saturday and had some conversation with Mr. Logic. So it'd be excellent to relay their thoughts to the audience. Oh, yes. In fact, if we had more time, I would go into a story that Mr. Logic brought up. Very, very intriguing story. So what I'm going to do is just let that be our hanger for the day. And just let you think about that to our next podcast, because that was a very, very intriguing story. So come to 421 Barbershop, where you not only get an excellent cut, but you get to meet interesting people such as Mr. Logic. And Mr. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. With that, we're just going to go ahead and close up. Uh, I do want to thank our listeners. Thank you for listening to us. We truly, truly appreciate that. Uh, also, uh, we are, our goal is to get 1,000 followers. So I do, I do hope that you will follow us. That's all you got to do is click on that button. Uh, then also, I'm going to turn it over to KC to close for us. KC, what do you want to say to our listeners? Well, thank you, Jay Rod. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk podcast, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets, be wise, be safe, and be loved. And we say, go, go mom. mom.